0: I feel like the church should be um, an extension of the community. The church should look like the community. If the church doesn't look like the community and doesn't serve the community, then the church isn't doing its job. And so that has kind of been a thought, a concept that has guided the way that the way that I approach ministry, the way that I view ministry. And so we have really tried to look around the community and, do things that meet needs in the area.
1: This is The Calling with Steve Smith, a Family Life original podcast that talks with pastors about the professional and personal challenges they face in their mission to lead others to Christ. Our guest for episode three is Justin Coffin of Southern Tier Church of Christ in Elmira, New
2: York. Justin, first of all, thank you very much for joining us. And I just had, I want to get into this right away because you can't be alone in this situation. You're married to Sheena, you have four Mm -hmm. kids and you're in it. You're both heavily involved in the church. Uh, She with the the praise team. How do you balance the life that you live in the church and out of the church being parents? Uh, again, you're not alone in that. How do you and Sheena balance that whole thing?
0: Well, um, sometimes I would say we're not balancing it. Um, (laughs) but, um, you know, it, it, it is a challenge. And there's, you know, my oldest is 19. He's a second year college student. And then my youngest is nine. He's a fourth grader. And so we've got a we've also got a freshman and a senior in high school. And, um, you know, this this time of the year particularly is is just absolutely nutso because I've got two in track, one in baseball, um, school still going on. And then, you know, church stuff and you know, my my life is pretty much church. I, you know, I go to sleep thinking about church. I wake up thinking about church. And um, so between, you know, like r- the, the Easter season between small groups and, you know, just different things, we're blessed right now in our church to just be experiencing um, a lot of growth and a lot of exciting growth challenges. And so, you know, there's my mind is more consumed with church stuff, I think, when, when we're in that. But, you know, it, I've been told the entire time that I've been in ministry that your first ministry is to your family. And I, I've not always done a good job of that. I, I have the tendency to be a workaholic. And um, so Sheena's role has been uh, grounding me in that and letting me know when, you know, I seem to be tipping the scale too far. And so, um, you know, we'll try to, we'll try to do some things, um, you know, as a family, uh, the church gives me some flexibility, um, and, you know, has some trust in me as far as the, the work that I do. And so there's a lot of times that, um, I'm taking the kids to school. I'm the ones to drop them off. Um, there's a lot of times that I pick them up. Most, most days, uh, she picks them up, but there's most days I drop them off. Um, I rarely ever miss a school event. Um, and part of that is just because of being involved in ministry, my schedule is a little bit more flexible. So, um, you know, I'm that annoying dad that's at everything. And, um, it is a little bit odd to be a guy because there's just, unfortunately there's not a lot of men that are that involved in their kids. So there's a lot of times that there's not a lot of men and I am one of the ones there. And so it kind of sticks out to my kids, but you know, I think that, um, they harass me about being the annoying dad, but I think that they, they like it too. Mm -hmm. The, the fact that I am there. Um, but it's you know every every day every week is a little bit different challenge and you just try to um, you try to not neglect and and try to meet the needs and like I I mean I kind of joked around about it but the the truth is sometimes I don't know if I'm handling it well you know I I tell people um, we're in the midst right now of figuring out whether I'm a good parent or not because as as my kids graduate high school and kind of start to go out on their own, all of my kids still live at home, um, you know, including my college student. Um, and so once they start kind of moving out and becoming their own people, we're going to figure out how well I equip them. And, um, so, you know, we'll find out, um, we, we try to, we try to balance that, but it's, you know, it's, it's definitely a challenge. Um, I think that managing things like screen time, and electronics, and the and the dangers of the internet, and just the the challenges that are presented, uh, even owning a cell phone to children, um, are some of the things that that we face on a, on a regular basis. And I'm, you know, I, we we try, but like I say, the jury is still a little bit out on the 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 job we're doing as parents so
2: i think of uh you know premarital counseling uh i was wondering that if you and sheena uh and maybe in in this question it's termed like what advice would you give up you know up and coming uh people in the ministry uh were going to be couples that it's like uh how much did you and sheena talk about this before you got married it's like hey this is what our life direction is and how are we going to handle this and and what advice would you give in in those circles
0: Well, I, I I didn't get a lot of advice ahead of time. Um, and we, so we, I knew I was going to go in ministry before we got married. Um, and I had specifically waited until I was married to go into full-time ministry. Um, so my story is I made the commitment to preach when I was 14, um, and started, started training under the local evangelist. When I was 15, I got involved in youth ministry um, at sixteen, I was running a camp uh, by the time I was nineteen, um, a youth camp, um, and you know, involved heavily in the local the local ministry. But I was not going to take full-time ministry until I was married because I had seen some other guys that that really was a struggle for them, and I didn't want to have to balance that. So anyway, we did talk a lot about it, but we didn't have a lot of advice. And so, my as far as my advice to to people that are thinking about going into ministry, or um, you know, maybe in my situation where they feel a call to ministry but they're not married yet, um, there are a lot of resources now. You know, I've been married over twenty years, and there weren't as many resources for us as there are now. And there are a lot of resources. Um, you know dealing with this specifically. and so I, I, I would encourage people to um, to take advantage of those resources, pick the brains of people who have been there and done that. And you know your 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 marriage is an extension of your your ministry, and your ministry is an extension of your marriage. and if you if you are struggling in your in your marriage, you are gonna struggle in your ministry. And if you're struggling in your ministry, it is going to challenge your marriage. And so you have got to have that. And one of the things that that we did wrong that we learned the hard way um, was we did not focus on ourselves. Um, we we were uh, we had a child by year three of marriage, and so then in year two of marriage is when I started full time ministry. And so it was probably year ten. Um, I would have to go back and kind of think about it, but it was probably year ten, year twelve before we made a commitment every year to uh, to take time just for us and kind of have a, a, a getaway just with us. And so the last several years, we have made that commitment to doing something and getting away just just the two of us, usually around in the springtime, um, our anniversary is in April and uh, her birthdays in January and mines in December. So that spring, early, early winter time is is kind of a, a sweet spot for us. And so we, we usually sometime between, January and April, we're getting away for a little bit. And that has been just golden for us. And I really wish we would have figured it out earlier, but, um, you know, ministries like, um, like family life, the weekend to remember, um, you know, just taking the stereotype away from, from counseling, from, from asking for help, you know, getting, getting premarital counseling, whenever you're, Whenever you're struggling with something, going to somebody and asking for help, which can be difficult in, in ministry because a lot of times people are coming to you for answers. And whenever you don't have answers for yourself, where do you turn, you know, and um, living here in New York, family life and Gary Short specifically for me um, has been huge because Gary has, has been a huge resource for me. I I went through the healing journey with Gary and another group of pastors. I was one of the initial, when he started the pastors groups, I was, I was a part of that first group and, um, it it was, it was life-changing for me and those guys, you know, we still talk and we still, we still interact with each other and it has become a huge resource just to have that support of other people in ministry, but people that are in ministry and not tied directly to my church and to give me that ability to, when there's a struggle, talk to somebody and not feel threatened about it and actually be able to get some help. And, um, it actually, that experience helped me realize my need. And so I've, I've got a team of people that are not connected to, to my church that I talk to on a regular basis. And, um, even, even when there's not a struggle, but whenever I have a question about something, whenever there's something that I'm like, okay, I, I don't know, I, I've got an idea, but I don't have a, a good, solid answer for this. So I'm gonna call a few people and, and bounce it off of them and good things always come out of that. And so if I didn't have that um, that experience, I probably wouldn't have that network of people and then I wouldn't have that support system. And and that has been, I I would encourage any minister to have that specifically, but also um, to have that in your marriage, um, you, you've, you've got to be able to have that to survive the, the onslaught of, of what is happening today.
2: We're talking with Justin Coffin of uh, Southern Tier Church of Christ in Elmira, New York. And uh, So do you like to be called uh, Pastor Justin or Justin or, hey, you over there, the guy preaching? Uh, what, 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 what do you like to be called?
0: Well, so that's a that's a loaded question for me and and I'll tell you so, so for me personally my experience is growing up. So I grew up in the church. Um I grew up very conservative, I'm born and raised in Oklahoma, kind of the middle of the Bible Belt and so for me my experience some of the people in the community that I grew up in the the preachers didn't have the greatest reputation. Part of that I think was be, was was twofold and some of this is probably my perception because you know how whenever you're a child, sometimes your perception is a little different than reality. But anyway, they just always felt like they were better than us. And then they would mess up and everybody would be devastated because they had kind of put them on a pedestal. You know, I, I think that ministry is a high calling, but, the, but the, the reality is ministers are human just like everybody else. And, you know, we, we put our pants on one leg at a time, as they say. So I have worked really hard to to not position myself where I am viewed differently. You know, I don't think God hears my prayers any more than anybody else because I'm a preacher. I don't have a special hotline to God because because I, you know, am in the ministry that just goes against, you know, specifically Hebrews and everything that it talks about with with Jesus being our high priest and we haven't an, we have access to to him. Everybody has has the same access. Now, you know, if, if I have a greater commitment to prayer, a greater commitment to study, you know, there may be some insights or things that I have that others don't, that haven't spent the time. But even that is not specifically because I'm a preacher. It's just because of the time that I've spent in prayer and study. So I don't really like titles. I don't like, you know, for specifically reverend, I think there's some scriptures in, in the Bible that, that discourage that and kind of that separation, but my view is that you know I, I use the title evangelist or the, and, and really it's not even a title; it's more of an office. I feel like I have been called to be an evangelist. I was ordained as an evangelist, and that wasn't to put a title before or after my name. That was to show the job that I'm doing. And so I would I would liken it to if you're a firefighter, we don't call you firefighter Joe. Or if you're a plumber, we don't call you plumber Joe. We just call you Joe and, and you're a plumber. And so I feel like I'm Justin and I'm an evangelist. It's not that I am evangelist Justin or Justin evangelist. Um, that is just a, a, a description of the office that I hold, the job that I do. So, um, you know, whether whether you've got the office of an elder or you've got the office of a deacon or pastor, you know, whichever whichever term you like to use. That's my view. And so I I encourage people to just call me Justin. I mean if you want to call me Mr. Justin, that's fine. But I'm not a big a big title guy. I don't really look down on anybody that that wants to use that. You know, I've I've seen churches where, you know, they instruct their people to, you know, call everybody Pastor Justin and Pastor this. And I'm not going to condemn anybody for that. Just for me personally, I like connecting with people and not really I, I don't like being put on a pedestal. You know, I know my flaws better than anybody and um I'm gonna strive to to not expose those and to not let people down, but at the same time, I do know that I'm human. and if you're around me long enough, you're gonna probably be disappointed at some point in my humanity. So I'd rather not set more barriers <laughs> up for myself. so that's that's my that's my feeling and and I'm probably a little bit odd in that, but that's that's how I feel about people calling me pastor or evangelist or whatever
2: all right talking with justin coffin and this is me saying this this is not justin saying this it's not lost on me that your initials are jc okay that was just me that was just me saying that that was me i have had people notice that before (laughs) yeah (laughs) the southern tier church of christ in elmira talking with justin coffin let's talk about your church uh, a little bit down in elmira you said you came from oklahoma the bible belt where when i lived in oklahoma i used to describe to people it's like man when i lived in oklahoma there was like a uh, amazing church on every street corner. You know, exaggeration, but that's kind of the way it is. Elmira. Sometimes
0: the, two churches on every street. Exactly. No, they're <laughs> everywhere.
2: And then you come to yep. Elmira, New York, where that is not the case. Uh, tell us how you do outreach uh, in your church to reach the people of Elmira and the surrounding area.
0: Before I had moved here, I was at a conference and I heard a preacher one time. He said, um, if your church was to close its doors, would the community around you weep or would they even notice? And that has been something that kind of wrecked my ministry because, um, and I say wrecked in a good way, because I feel like the church should be um, an extension of the community. The church should look like the community. If the church doesn't look like the community and doesn't serve the community, then the church isn't doing its job. And so that has kind of been a thought, a concept that has guided the way that the way that I approach ministry, the way that I view ministry. And so we have really tried to look around the community and do things that meet needs in the area. And so one of our biggest outreaches is what we call our Harvest Festival And it's a, it's a time, it's usually the first Saturday in November where, uh, we, we are blessed with a lot of property. We own, um, a good chunk of a city block here. And so we've got a lot of, a lot of, uh, grass, a lot of land. And so we, we bring, um, food trucks in, we have a lot of yard games, um, you know, just like, um, pumpkin bowling and, and, uh, football toss. And, um, we've had the last couple of years, we've had a pretty good sized petting zoo. Last year we were able to, um, have somebody bring a horse and we offered horse rides. We've done hay rides and just a lot of fun family things. I have a big photo booth where a a professional photographer comes in and takes pictures of people Um, different things for the kids, you know, kind of a cakewalk thing, except for it wasn't cake, it was pumpkins and, you know, they were giving away different treats and, you know, have music playing and kind of a DJ and, you know, just different things, just having a lot of fun. But as a part of that, so all of that stuff's going on outside inside the building is full of clothes. People have donated clothes and tables fill up, you know, fill up the sanctuary and uh, people can just go in there and shop for free i mean they just you you have a need you you have something and you can go and get get whatever it is you need and we've we've kind of been intentional with the fact that the, all of that stuff is inside because you know sometimes it's hard to ask for help and sometimes it's hard to um, say okay i need clothes or i need this or i need that and so that happens within the safety of the building. You're not out in front of everybody, you know, shopping. You're inside while everybody's outside having fun. We give opportunities for people to pray, to 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 give us prayer requests for us to pray. You know, there's there's people within, within the church that are, are walking around trying to just say hi to people, meet needs. We're kind of keeping an eye out for people that could use a blessing and just giving them vouchers that they can go redeem at the food truck's. So just making it a time where number one, we're trying to get families out because one of the struggles that I see is young people today and even parents for that matter, but they're, they're glued to electronic devices and they don't, they don't get out and do anything as a family. And so we want to give some, we want to give people a free, fun place to go spend the day as a family. There's something for everybody. There's activities for all age levels. Um, there's, you know, there's food, there's, there's fun, there's things as far as, you know, whether you, whether you're getting toys, whether you're getting pictures taken, whether you're in getting clothes, whatever, there's, there's, there's different needs that can, can be met and just do something as a family, but also have some fun and, and do it for free. And we have been able to partner with the school districts in this area and they have, have seen the value of it too. And so, they let us send flyers home um, in the Wednesday folders or the communication folders depending on which school district and and uh, how how they do things. So we, we've been able to get the word out to the three school districts that make up Elmira, Elmira, Elmira Heights, and Horseheads. We've had pretty good turnout that way. That's probably our biggest outreach, but We've done, we've done things like that. We have, um, at different points, we've been a part of like the summer food program, which is something that, that has been identified in Elmira that once kids don't go to school during the summer months, they, they, some kids struggle to get food because a lot of kids are eating at school. Um, and so I've, I've been a part of, of that task force and the church has been a part of, of dealing with that and trying to help meet that need in different ways. We've done different things with, with the community um, as far as we partnered with one of the movie theaters and we showed a movie uh, called Like Arrows, which is uh, the lead into a parenting small group. And so uh, we did that for free for the community. And then was that was followed up with you could sign up for a free 8 week parenting class. And so the church hosted a free parenting class for the community. Just again trying to figure out okay what would be helpful for the community. I think there's a lot of parents who are overwhelmed with parenting. And so just trying to give them some tools, trying to give them some things that can help in their everyday everyday life. And so those are a few those are a few things, you know, just trying to you know vacation bible school there's a lot of churches that do that, do that. we've we've done that we've done we've done easter sunrise services and easter services trying to give people opportunities at different times to to do things that our our easter sunrise is outside of town on a hill and you know it's kind of it's different than going to a church so you know just different different things like that that try to try to meet needs and try to let the community know we're here as a resource to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And we want to, we want to partner with you. You know, it's not that we just want you to come be a part of us. We want to be a part of you. And so that's kind of what drives our ministry philosophy.
2: Final fun question, one minute or less talking with Justin Coffin of Southern tier church of Christ in Elmira, New York from Oklahoma has been in New York for a while now. I take it. You're a sports fan. You just seem like a sports fan. Are you a sports fan?
0: I'm a sports fan. All right, yep. so so now
2: that you're in New York, is it Yankees or Mets, or are you a Texas Rangers because you were in Oklahoma, or is it college and OU Sooners all the way, or have I spoken nasty words in that last sentence? You have one minute to reply.
0: <laughs> I am a Sooner fan through and through. I'm a weird pro fan because um, I like the San Francisco Giants for baseball. I like the San Francisco 49ers for football, and the Oklahoma City Thunder is the only local professional team that I like. But, yeah, college is definitely the Sooners. People have tried to con- get me to convert to Syracuse, and it just hasn't happened. So,
2: Boomer. Sooner. There you go. <laughs> Justin Coffin, Southern Tier Church of Christ in Elmira, New York. Thank you for your time. You can tell the heart of a of a person, of a church, of a community. You are on display and have been for the last uh, 30 minutes or so, Justin. Uh, thanks for your heart and continue the, the great work in Elmira and, uh, and your community.
0: Well, thank you for the time, and I appreciate the the work that you guys do at Family Life. It's been a huge encouragement to me and to to our church to have the the resources that that you guys offer to this area. So thank you for all that you do.
1: You've been listening to Episode 3 of The Calling, a Family Life original podcast. Be sure to check out all of Family Life's original podcasts, including Therese Talk, If That Makes Sense, The Powerable Podcast, and Business by the Book. You can find them wherever you download content or at familylife.org. Family Life is a not-for-profit listener-supported ministry relying on your generous support to make podcasts like this possible. Find out how you can get involved when you go to familylife.org.